0: Community content from Concentrate. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel. Some say life is where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it ends. Yes, some say life is just where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it ends. Only to start again.
1: Happy Hump Day. Wednesday, here we go. Smack dab, middle of the week. I'm Adam Montiel. Thank you for being up and Adam. We're going to introduce you to John Couch. What a fascinating man this guy is. John Couch, Couch Wines. Also, he was one of the first computer scientists. HP, Apple, this guy's resume, and just his stories and life is incredible. We're lucky to have him here in San Luis Obispo. Couch Wines is sponsoring Bringing Jewel, Grammy-nominated, Multi-platinum recording artist, Jewel is coming to the pack at Cal Poly, presented by the Foundation for the Performing Arts Center, an organization I am lucky to call myself a committee member on. The executive director, Kristen Hoover, will be on today, along with John Couch, and that is going to be a really fascinating conversation. Can't wait to introduce you to both of them. Also, can't wait to see you at Jewel, April 6th, packslow.org. Going to get into some lo-fi headlines after we thank our friends at Barometer Coffee. Did you know that just like great wine, great coffee starts with the origin of the plant, the growing region, the terroir, the altitude, yes, the weather, all translate into taste. Our friends at Barometer pick and choose premium source beans from the best regions in Central and South America from communities dedicated to sustainability and family prosperity. With the dried beans on hand, they go to town experimenting with dozens of different roasting points until they find the perfect combo that calls forward those unique profiles that Barometer is known for, and then what do they do? As little as possible. They simply roast. No intervention, no oils, additives, artificial flavors, no nothing. So you taste 100% premium coffee beans, craft roasted to perfection right here in Slow. Go to BarometerCoffee.com for more. Find them on Insta at Barometer Coffee Co. And you can go to adamonteal.com and win a bag for yourself. Barometer Coffee. They do less so you can taste more.
0: Up in Adams, slow-fi headlines.
1: And some kind of random stories. This one out of Food & Wine magazine. Fast food, right? It serves a purpose. You know what it's going to taste like. You know how long it's going to take. And you know what it'll cost. But now... Wendy's is throwing a wrench into all that. The CEO of Wendy's says they're planning to boost profits by introducing digital menus that will have the capacity to display dynamic pricing that fluctuates throughout the day. Kind of like surge pricing with Uber. This means that a Baconator may cost more during busy times, like typical times, say, you know, around 2 p.m. The worst part is that you wouldn't know the price until you pull up. That's kind of annoying. They also say they're planning to implement AI-enabled suggestive selling, which is some kind of upselling. People usually add a Frosty to orders like these. The changes aren't happening right away. They're hoping to get the new menu boards out by early next year, and then they can begin experimenting with it. Interesting article in Food & Wine Magazine. I'm gonna post it in the show notes. This one from Yahoo Finance. Call me crazy, but it seems like a lot of these things, the middle class already can't afford. But the article was about financial experts We're naming things that people in the middle class won't be able to afford five years from now. Kind of depressing. Here's what they came up with. One, extended family vacations, especially trips overseas. But even just taking a week off to go to the beach is hard for a lot of people now. New cars. Prices have gone up significantly in the past five years and it looks like that trend will probably continue. Private school. The rise in tuition, far outpacing gains in income. We're not even talking about college, just sending your kid to sixth, seventh, eighth grade, 11th grade, private school. You're talking about tuitions that rival colleges now. Number four on this list, enjoying retirement. People who retire in the next five years might need to really rein things in to make sure they don't blow through their savings, especially because we're living longer than we used to. And finally, especially in San Luis Obispo, homes. Cities, other high demand areas where homes are just harder, and here it's about as tough as it gets. It's just harder to afford a home now than ever before. And you look in some of the real estate listings. I saw this one thing recently in Slow, it was like this little modest old house, not even like new upgrade. Just an old ass house for 1.2. Like what? That article from Yahoo Finance, I'll also post that in the show notes. And finally, I don't know, not sure if this is dumber than eating Tide Pods, but it is certainly close. The latest TikTok trend has people on airplanes wearing their seatbelts around their ankles. It's supposed to be a comfort thing. You pull your knees into your chest and you put your feet on the seat. Then you strap your seatbelt around your ankles to make sure they don't slide off. If you're over the age of 25, you're probably thinking, I'm not that bendy. Like, what? And yes, it's mostly a young person thing. They claim it's comfortable and a good way to change positions on a long flight. Anyone who's not totally dense knows seatbelts don't work like that, if you hit some rough air, your head is going to be in the ceiling. A flight attendant commented on one video and said, planes hit major turbulence more often than you think. So another TikTok trend we don't want to emulate, please. Thank you. I want to thank our friend said, we help you legal. Get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community since 2000. Two convenient locations, including Slo and Paso, they are your go-to team for emergency same day or next day documents. Save big on things like trusts, wills, powers of attorney, deeds, even divorce and more. How can they save you so much money? They're not attorneys. You're not getting legal advice. For a lot of these execution of paperwork, you don't need legal advice. Visit wehelpyoulegal.com for a full range of service and over 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. Wehelpyoulegal.com.
0: Up in Adams, lo fi headlines.
1: All right, excited to introduce you to Kristen Hoover and John Couch. Now, Kristen is the executive director of the Foundation for the Performing Arts Center. I sit on this committee that puts on their big gala as well as the uh, loading dock party that we do regularly. And I've loved getting to know her. She is a fantastic gal. Love sitting on this committee, by the way. The work that the Foundation for the Performing Arts Center does is huge. I went yesterday to go talk to Kristen and John in the Founders Room, and there were buses and buses of kids coming to see a matinee. And that's part of the great work that they do is helping kids who sometimes don't even know or have been in a theater to see a real matinee and light them up with the magic of the performing arts. John Couch, interesting gentleman, one of UC Berkeley's first 50 computer science graduates, embarked on a pioneering journey in the tech industry. He began his career at HP as a software engineer before Steve Jobs recruited him to Apple Computer. In 1978, at Apple, Couch served as the director of new products, becoming the company's 54th employee. His tenure saw him rise to the position of Apple's first vice president of software and later the general manager of the Apple Lisa computer division. In 84, Couch transitioned to education, assuming a leadership of a struggling school in Solana Beach. Alongside his educational endeavors, Couch served as executive in residence for the Mayfield Fund and eventually became CEO of a biotechnology software maker called Double Twist. In 97, he then returns to Apple at the behest of Steve Jobs for a newly created role as the Vice President of Education. In 2018, Couch and a co-author penned the book Rewiring Education, a book that achieved bestseller status. He also expanded his creative ventures by executive producing the action film that went crazy popular nuts, Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel. Simultaneously, he ventured into the world of wine with the launch of Eden Estate Wines, also Couch Wines. In July of 21, John's book, My Life at Apple and The Steve I Knew, offers a ton of great insights into his amazing life and experiences. Let's head to the Founders Room at Cal Poly's Performing Arts Center, where we're talking about Jewel, coming in concert April 6th, with Kristen Hoover and John Couch. Kristen, it's so good to see you. Thanks for being up in Adam.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. We're so excited to be here.
1: Okay, this is great. First of all, we have so much to talk about. We got John Couch, can't wait, been wanting to meet him forever. And then the sign behind me, the poster, Jewel is coming to the pack. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. We've been working on this for what, probably a year. And this is actually the foundation for the Performing Arts Center's first ever presentation of an artist here at the PAC. So it's kind of a monumental thing for us. And the concert is coinciding with our grand opening of the Trust Automation Plaza on April 6th. What's that? So, um, Ty and Trudy Sofrino, they are Cal Poly alumni mm-hmm. and Trust Automation, their company, they donated $1 million to transform the plaza space on the right hand side of the plaza into kind of an oasis where people can have food and beverage. Um, there'll be lanterns and beautiful canopy cool. trees, um, a space for students and patrons and the community. Um, they just wanted to utilize that space and have it be beautiful before and after shows at the pack too.
1: Now, exciting because I've sat on the committee for the Foundation of the Performing Arts Center to help put together the gala. I love hosting the gala. Um, Of course, the loading dock party. And I remember sitting on this committee with you, you were the chair, and now you are the executive director of this worthy, and awesome organization. We're sitting in the founder's room above where literally a matinee for school-age kids is happening right below us. What has this transition been like for you? And just as someone who admires you and is a friend of you, I've loved to see your, you know, your evolution through this process. It's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. We've loved having you on our committee. It's been so much fun. I feel like our little group was as tight-knit as they come for many, many years. Um, So I joined the foundation board actually back in 2015, and so that's how I got involved with FPAC, And so a couple years ago, there was a transition with the executive director, and I just started kind of helping out in the office when I could, which turned into, oh, maybe you could be the interim director, which I said, "Um, okay, I'll try that for a bit. And then long story short, it eventually became the full-time executive director. Wow. And so it is my heart, it's my passion, and I've never had a job where... I go to work just so excited and so ready to do something new and serve our community and try to grow it as much as we can. And today is one of those days that just melts your heart watching thousands of kids get to see a matinee for free.
1: Well, it melts my heart, too, because I was sitting in committee meetings for with you for a long time. We would talk about Jewel coming here and, you know of course, knowing you, you're pounding the keys and doing all your asks and doing all your stuff for over a year to make this happen. And I remember when I finally found, you texted me, I was just so happy for you, for F-Pack, for the community. I mean, Jewel, stop it, right? I mean, just like, what an incredible woman and show to bring here. I knew that it was outside of the regular, you know, season, quote unquote, of the pack. And I thought, God, what a great get for the pack. And even in the confines of like what Molly and her, team do to bring the season in here. I mean, this just makes the whole season look even that much better than the great work they've already done. I just think it's so cool for you and it's so cool for the community to welcome Jewel here. It is going to be an incredible show on April 6th
0: we are beyond excited. Like I said, it has been a year and John has helped make that possible with his connection with Jewel. And when we first started talking back in 2022, I had mentioned, you know, I've seen the pieces of Jewel Pino. I've loved Jewel since I was like an early teen. That's going to date me, but yeah, that's but okay. Me too, though. It's
1: all good girl. Me too. I mean, she was
0: like one of my first CDs with pieces of you. Sure. And then, um, I think just as, Both of us have grown older. I've watched what she's done with her charity, with um, all the mental health tools that she's providing to communities for free with her foundation. And I have a big piece of my heart that uh, goes out toward mental health and the advocacy for that. And so I felt a really strong connection with her for many, many years and always thought, what could we do to bring her here and tie in the arts and the actual scientific research that proves that the arts actually contribute to people's well-being and their mental health. They
1: absolutely do. We've seen it. And I remember talking to, I was lucky enough to interview Garth Brooks about literally this, about when you light that spark under a young man or young woman with the arts, someone who may be from a socioeconomic background that is not encouraging, or someone who's got some maybe family issues happening to them, you can light something up inside of someone that will last them forever and even benefit the world. It's so exciting. John, it's really cool. First of all, you're taking, you know, this is what, Jewel is one of my crushes that like I never got over. Like Kelly Kapowski, I got over that crush. Jewel is just one of these women who um, of course beautiful, but inside her heart is just so big. What about this woman and her talent was special to you?
2: You know, she um, was coming to Mountain Winery, which was about a quarter mile from where I live. I had worked with Steve Wozniak, who had met her on Dancing with the Stars, and uh, I offered my guest house for her to stay, and she always brings her son, Chase, with her. So I met her uh, originally at, on my property. And then, um, you know, it was, it was for me, it was right after a divorce, so I'm sure I was a little bit depressed and maybe somewhat dysfunctional. But Jewel's song that night and the music that night just brought tears to my eyes, particularly the words, uh, cry until you crack, because that's when the light will come in. Mm. And she was just a special person, like you said, beautiful, but more important, inside. She was just so caring and so open to me and to the state of my mind and heart at that point in time. And I shared with her my first song that I had ever written called Trust in Me. And she she encouraged Was that
1: hard to share a song that you wrote no,
2: it wasn't because, my, you know, it was, it, it's her nature. Yeah. I mean, she just was she there. Safe. She was, yeah, she yeah. was a friend, uh, almost family staying in my in my house. And that was the start of four CDs that I've produced over, over the years. And we've stayed in touch. She's invited me uh, numerous times to special events. Um, one was in a Hollywood Bowl and, and um In L.A., right? And, you know, I remember getting there, and I was sitting about three-quarters of the way up Hollywood Bowl when when Ryan Worthington, who's her CEO, came and said, Jewel wants to see you backstage. And so he ushered me down on the stage back to the green room. She said she was... She had lost her voice, and so she was struggling a little bit, but she says, I, wanted, I want to take a picture of you. Will you come back after my first set? So on the way down, we noticed that in the front row, there were, four empty, were some empty seats, and Ryan asked the usher, could we sit there? And he goes, no, you can't. But the lady that was sitting there basically said, well, these people are not coming tonight because they're at the hospital. It's okay for John to sit there. And so I sat in the front row, and then when they came down and got me again for the second stat back on the stage, back, and so people were trying to figure out who I was. Right. And then Jewel from the stage said, you know, it's remarkable for an Alaskan farm girl to be at the Hollywood Bowl with the Philharmonic Orchestra, yeah. but my friend John Couch is with me here tonight. Oh, my God! everybody came up to me and then shared their, and I recorded for Jewel their feelings about Jewel. And it was just a, a special night. It was also the night that I met uh, Eduardo, who was the producer of Sound of Freedom. And that's how I was involved in producing Sound of Freedom. Wow. And uh, so it's, you know, a long story but what a I've night, stayed though. in touch with her over the years. Um, she's doing a special favor, I think, for for me and for the community to, to come here before her twenty four, you know, concert schedule. She's got a big with tour with, of Melissa Atheridge. Absolutely. So we're all looking we're looking forward to it. Um, I've got 17 grandkids here So we're going to have oh, A full so row cool. here yeah. at the uh, at
1: the pack <laughs> A full row, I love uh, it I want to talk about, well, first of all I'm going to get into Couch Wines in a second And I mean, I think this is just it needs to be the precursor to a whole hour I sit down with you because I'm so fascinated by you. But you were one of the first um, SVPs at Apple. You were recruited by
2: by Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. I mean, yeah. this was
1: yeah. your, your career before this. I mean, you could just Google you and read up on you. It's, it's fascinating.
2: Well, I've been very blessed. Uh, first and foremost, I transferred from UC Riverside as a physics major in my junior year to UC Berkeley because they had the first computer science department. You know, i pure computer science department, not an uh, option in the math department or an option in the electrical engineering department. And so I d- finished in four quarters and became one of the first 50 computer science d- grads in the country. I went to Hewlett-Packard uh, in 72 after master's degree and doctorate work. And I met Steve Jobs uh, one day at, at lunch because my boss uh, my boss at HP had taken the VP of engineering job at Apple, and we just we hit it off. I was 29 years old, he was 20, You know, uh, he made me an offer, uh, but he was asking me to go take a pretty significant pay cut because no one made more than $40,000 at Apple in those days because Steve wanted to recruit people who shared his vision, not who saw it as an economic opportunity. And so I told him, I said, well, you know, let me think about this, uh, because I do have a family to, to support. And uh, he showed up on a Friday night, uh, knocked on the door, uh, came in, put an Apple II on the kitchen table, and told my six-year-old son, Christopher, you can have this if your dad <laughs> comes to work for me. Uh, wow. remarkably the TV didn't go on that weekend and Chris got on that you know, oh. mental bicycle if you will yeah. and went places that I didn't think a six year old was capable so on Sunday night I said Chris don't get to attach this because I might have to return it and he goes, well, why, Dad? And I said, well, if I don't take the job, I need to bring it back tomorrow. And he looked at me, you know, with the innocence of a six-year-old and said, well, just say yes, Dad. <laughs> How old's and, your boy now? And I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. And uh, he's probably about 48 years old now. And led to a fruitful but, career at Apple. It, it did a real, a real blessing. Um, I, joined, I, I think I raised the average age two years when I joined, um, but I had a special relationship with both Steve Jobs, and that's why I wrote the book, My Life at Apple and the Steve that I knew, Yeah. and also Steve Wozniak, who was really the one that put me in, in touch with, with Jewel. When did you get bit by the wine bug? Bit by what? The wine bug. Oh, my gosh, I'm Italian. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, since yeah, you were a uh, kid then. My, well, my father was killed when I was six years old. And my grandfather, who came from Sicily, Taramina and Palermo, uh, retired and came and raised me. And so, you know, wine was That's just part of the thing. family, right? Yeah. And then when I went to Europe in 59 as an eighth grader and graduated from high school there, you couldn't drink the water. So, you know, I, I could actually, as a 12, 13-year-old buy wine and bring it home for the family. So it's always been part of my life and just fascinated by the mystery of it because it really is an art and a science that integrates together.
1: It's funny, it's one of these things where someone, especially with a brain and acumen like yours, Wine is so fascinating because you're never done learning about it. It's a challenge, yeah. You know, because the
2: weather changes. There are so many variables. You just have to consider yourself lucky. And with the jewel wine, I'm very thankful to her that she allowed me to, you know, and design the the label for me. It's 95 points plus, and I can hardly keep it in stock. Good for you. And with this... uh, Concert coming up. It's, it's gone. sold out, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, how did you meet Kristen and
2: FPAC? You know, when, so I, you moved when, I, when I retired, uh, you, you know, I, need, I okay, where am I going to live? You know, I could live any place in the world, but my son had married a Cal Poly girl and had moved here 20 years earlier. And I had visited here, I'd met Rob Rossi, he's a good friend of mine, and I decided, well, let's, let's retire in, uh, in San Luis Obispo. And I originally bought three lots at the beach. Uh, to retire at the beach, but Rob showed me a a 40-acre parcel right on the side of the mountain here that had uh, been given to the Catholic Church and was not allowed to be sold as long as the Monsignor was alive, and the Monsignor passed away, and so... So you bought this 40-acre parcel? The, I looked at this as a home site for my whole family. At I have, the foot of Cerro San uh, Luis yeah. from the Archdiocese? I have 17 grandkids. And so wow. I said, Rob, make him an offer. So Rob called on Monday, made him an offer, which with no restrictions, right? Most everybody wanted to develop it, right? So there was some sort of restrictions. I just wanted to keep it natural and be a home site for my family. So on Monday, we made him an offer. And they decided, well, this is an individual who's done a lot for the Jesuits over the years. Sounds like that's who God wants to have it. And they sold it to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a great story. And so, you know, it's just part of the blessing. But in coming here, you know, my mom had just passed away. And I wanted to do something, you know, to honor her. So we made a, a significant donation to the French Hospital to build the Mary Lou Couch Meditation room and Serenity Garden, and in doing so, I thought, well, I need to be part of the community. And they did an article on me, and I think I ended the article was, don't come to San Luis Obispo to retire, come to San Luis Obispo to get involved, and that involvement for me has been, you know, with the Rep Theatre, the hospital, Jack's Helping Hands, Cal Poly, the Pack. You know wherever you really putting wherever your money I where your mouth help, is, yeah. right well, I also need to model for my grandkids what my grandfather modeled for me yeah. in in growing up. you know he taught me how to ride a bike, he taught me how to drive a car, he taught me the difference between right and wrong, he taught me how to how to care for people. And so I want what he did for me, I want to do for my grandkids. It's so cool. And this is just part of it.
1: I think I like my fiance, She was from Maine, and her grandpa, who was just everything to her, um, he had a food pantry in Maine. And even when uh, there, was a, there was a fire there one time, he did everything to rebuild it. And this food pantry still holds his name in Maine. But it just, I mean, when, when I listen to her tell this story, it's just like the same spark in the eyes on you.
2: My great-grandfather pushed a fruit cart in New York. His sons, my grandfather Joseph, had a a produce business in Chicago where they catered to the restaurants in the south side so you know and i I actually took ten years to build an ancestry book. I went back and looked at both sides of my family uh, and it's remarkable to see the sacrifices that that they've made. I lost grandfathers in the civil war I lost grandfathers in the war of eighteen twelve you know they left their families you know two cows one pig and three bales of hay <laughs> you know and it's just it's just it's a history book for my family because they can see how blessed we really are one to be living in the united states and two to be free
1: yeah. Yeah. Well put. Uh, Couch Wines is the sponsor of this event. This is April 6th. We're bringing Jewel, Kristen, to the pack at Cal Poly. It must be so much fun just to listen to John tell the story and talk about how he met up with the PAC and, and his partnership with you. It's really special.
0: It is really special. And I think, you know, once we connected, we connected over a number of things. Like I had lost my brother and sister-in-law to suicide and I'd shared that with John and he had such a really tender heart about that and you know immediately we started talking about jewel and her charity and all the work she does for mental health and it was kind of like an automatic thing where like we need to get involved like we have all these things that I think we share in terms of values and things we want to do for the community and I just feel blessed to be a part of this and to know that we made this happen I mean this just happened in the last few weeks where signing of the contract, it was like, I almost cried, you know, that it was really happening. Yeah. And then to be able to bring it to our community as part of a celebration of yet another community member that's giving back by building the plaza, you know, the pack just keeps evolving to incorporate more of our community into it. And I think that's what we're trying to do with the grand opening being right before the show with her being the headliner. I mean, it's, she is the caliber of artist that like, you just dream about coming into to this theater, and with the acoustics here, I, I just hope she yodels. Yeah, I, think, I
1: think we can you know. probably get her to yodel. John, you can get her to yodel, right? I
2: guarantee it, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I remember I was telling John this story um, from Nashville when I met her, and I'm sitting right in, standing right in front of her at a club called Fuel in Nashville, and she did yodeling. I was like this far away from her. Oh, she's so good. What were we going to say?
2: Well, I was going to say one of the reasons that I really connected with Kristen is when I was nine, I lost my sister, who was seven. When I was 11, I lost an- another sister. Uh, I've lost another sister and a brother, and I lost my father when I was six. So, you know, I've, I've, I've felt the pain uh, of, you know, uh, and, and the somewhat guilt sometimes because, well, why them and not me, you know? Yeah. And so, to me, every day is a gift. Yeah. And, and I want to I live it to the fullest, not for me, but for my family and the community now yeah. that I am now part That's of. cool.
1: Just meeting you for a couple minutes across the table. I can tell that. Like, I can tell that. That's pretty cool. Uh, April 6th. I think it's a Saturday. Oh my gosh. Date night. April 6th. It's <laughs> happening at the pack. Jewel is coming to the pack. You got to go to PACSLO, P-A-C-S-L-O, PACSLO.org. And uh, we will see you on April 6th. I can't wait to chat with you again. More about couch wines. Be my pleasure. It would be a lot of fun. And Kristen, you know I love you. I can't wait to meet with you again in our next committee meeting. And congratulations on maybe one of the, uh, the best gets around for, uh, for PAX Slow. So cool.
0: Thank you. We feel honored. We hope the whole community comes out. I would say get your tickets now because this is going to be one you don't want to miss. And we want to welcome absolutely everybody. So thank you. Something. Start
1: again. What a great conversation. So much fun. Can't wait for that show. Packslow.org. Also, keep listening to Up and Adam for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Jewel with us. So thankful for our friends at the General Store for being Up and Adam. They offer local goods, hand picked gifts, and a curated cookbook selection, and really all the best for your pantry and your home. The team at the General Store can help you pull together just about any gift for anyone helping you connect with dozens of local makers. That's their jam. Celebrating 10 years on the park, Downtown Paso, open daily 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on the weekends. Check them out on Instagram at General Store Paso. Also, just a day or so left. We have a leap year, so two days left. Today, tomorrow, to get in for their Spread the Warmth campaign. They're helping the organization, Echo, gather twin-sized new blankets and sheets for those who are homeless. They do great work. All right, so many great conversations this week. Tomorrow, we're gonna talk to Scott Yu. Scott Yu is a composer, a violinist. He was just in town for Festival Mosaic. He's got a show on uh, PBS called Now Hear This. Can't wait to introduce you to Scott Yu tomorrow on the show. All right, reminder once again to go check out the podcast, The Poor, uh, World of Pinot Noir is the subject. It's my new podcast, kind of in the same vein of what I created with Cork Dorks. It's called The Poor. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. I would love if you would find it. There's a link in this show notes here. If you would uh, follow it, rate it, review it, it would mean so much. We're trying to get some good momentum behind that show. So thank you in advance for rating, reviewing, subscribing to The Poor, as well, if you haven't yet, to rate, review, and subscribe to this show here. Up and Atom means a ton. Thanks to Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration. Thanks to Moonshiner Collective for original music on the show called Start Again. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for connecting with us here. My name is Adam Montiel. Thank you for being up in Adam.
0: Some is where it begins. Straight to the stars is where it is. Only to start again. Let's start again. Got it!